Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Shall we pray? Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you that even though the fig tree may not blossom, you are still with us. And you are still true to your word. We thank you that this service, your word will still reign supreme in our midst. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. Psalm 149, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the hidden and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. He said, to execute upon them the judgment written. Thus honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you about the honor of the saints. Please take your seats. There are many redemptive platforms that have been secured by the work Jesus did on the cross for the honor of the saints. And one of the things that the Lord is speaking to us in the scripture here is about an attitude from a place of gratitude, from a place of revelation that brings honor to the saint. That means that without a revelation of this operation, you deny yourself of a certain honor that has already been secured through the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. And it is important that as we dissect the word of God, we bring out the content that is 
Of course, every word is relevant, but for our particular contest in this service, that we bring out the content that is relevant to this service, and uh, so that we can also appropriate the blessings thereof. So here we see the writer talking about the fact that every child of God, you need to praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. So we see that the very first part of the chapter teaches us about attitude of praise. What is it teaching us? The attitude of praise. And we'll come back to that at the tail end of the message. And um, it, it talks about quite a number of things. And then in verse number four, it begins to tell us about God's thinking, God's emotions, the, the will of God, the, how God, God's impression about what has been discussed from verse one to verse number three. And the reason why we should make it a part of our faith lifestyle, that we will praise God all the time. Why is that so? For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. The reason why what matters to God must matter to us is because God takes pleasure in us. God takes pleasure in his people. You know, when you understand love, unconditional positive regard, you will understand what is called emotional functionality. And in church, we talk about eternal and practical functionality. I'm saying that it is difficult when you don't see value on yourself. It is very difficult for you to function with a certain measure of worth. And so, when you do not know that God takes pleasure in your life, sometimes you do good things, but without your heart. You do valuable things, but with an empty heart. So you might be doing the right thing, but there is no value to it because your mouth can say things that your heart doesn't back. He said, these people, they worship me with their mouth, but their heart is not following it. It is not because you are a sinner, but it is because you have not appreciated value. You have not seen the worth that has been placed upon you by this supreme being. But when you get to understand that, no matter who you are, once you are a child of God, God takes pleasure in you. Once you understand that, you are an object of his joy, object of his pleasure, object of his love. You know, love must have an object. <laughs> That's why when you see your fiancé, your heart tickles you some way and all of that. So once you understand that, I'm the object, I'm the subject of his pleasure. It increases your value for what you do when you are dealing with him. 
So when you understand that God takes pleasure in me, then when you are offering him your praise, you're offering him your body, you are offering him, because it's like a, a wife who thinks that my husband doesn't see me when I dress. Why should I dress? When you even buy a valuable dress, you don't, you don't wear it with some swag. You don't wear it with some, with some joy. You know, you can buy something and when you are wearing it, you, you can't wait for the day. You can't wait for the occasion. Because you know that some meaningful compliment will be coming. And not only compliment, but you see, when you are looking good in that, uh, how do they call the hair, the bone, whatever? Bone straight. Hundred percent bone straight air, not hair, air. When, when you are wearing it, you see that you 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 can't wait to, you know, it's like when you are trying to woo a boy or a man, do you understand? Or a, a man trying to woo a, a woman, you just dress, check the ties, alignment, check the neck of the shirt, and make sure that nothing is crumpled, everything is like everything is on point. Why? Because you know that your appearance gives somebody pleasure. And because of that, you want to increase the value of that pleasure that a person receives for seeing you. So when you get to understand that, your appearance gives God pleasure. Now, why does your appearance give God pleasure? Why does the thought of you in the heart of God give him pleasure? The Bible talks about what is man. That thou art mindful. So that thou art mindful of the son of man that you think about him every day. What is it about? It is so because every child of God here carries the exact value God the Father or the triune God has put on the blood of Jesus. The exact value. I'm saying that you are an exact value of the price Jesus paid when he came on earth. That you are the reason why his blood was shed. And you are the exact value of that blood. Now, besides that blood, everything God sees comes under judgment. Especially amongst men. It is only that blood... That when God sees, he tones down. The blood calms him down. Gives him pleasure. I, I don't know if God is talking to somebody. For example, if you go into the, the things about the ark in the holies of holies and all of that. The mercy seat. You see, everything under the mercy seat, inside the ark. When, when man gets exposed to it, God's judgment just flies out. But with the mercy seat, which is covered with the blood of the animals that were sacrificed, when the, the God the Father sees the blood on the mercy seat, it atones for his judgment. And mercy begins to proceed from the heart of God. That's a God who would have manifested in judgment 
begins to show love because he has seen that blood. I'm saying that you are the price Jesus paid. You are the value of that blood. Are you here at all? So when God sees you, he sees the blood of Jesus walking. This is God shedding his own blood for you. When he sees you, he sees himself coming into a human container to do what gives him fulfillment and satisfaction that no human being can explain. Can you imagine the Bible says that? And it, 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 it was the pleasure of the Godhead to dwell in man bodily. It's a pleasure for God to dwell in the midst of his people inside you. So you are an object of pleasure for God. Are you here? It's, is it powerful already? When you understand that, you, you, you can imagine what your good attitude, your beauty I'm just showing you something. Go, go to the next verse. Your beauty, your, your smell, your, your conversation, communication. Anybody whose your personality or your presence gives pleasure, when they hear your voice, more pleasure. When they smell you, more pleasure. When they see you, more pleasure. True or false? Yeah, beautiful. That is why, if you look at that verse 4, for the Lord take up pleasure in his people, he will beautify the meek with salvation because he takes pleasure in you and I. We are not bolau. We are not what? We are not rubbish before God. And God is not angry with us. <laughs> are you here at all? He can't be angry when he sees the blood of Jesus. God is not angry with us. We are not rubbish. We are not worthless. So because we are object of his pleasure, he says that every time he will beautify what? The meek. With what? Salvation. Now this is the point. So you see that because we give God pleasure, God can actually do without us. But he has decided to deal with us. Bible says that he says that I am proud to be your father. I am proud to be your God. So he has decided to become our God, our father. He said, I'm the Lord that he let you. That's it. He has elected himself to become our doctor. We, we didn't elect him. He elected him. I'm the Lord that he let you. So he says he will beautify the meek with salvation. So you would even understand that because we are his children and we are the object of his pleasure, he adds beauty upon us in salvation. In what? Every time he is in salvation, he's adding beauty upon us. With salvation, he's adding beauty. Unto us. So you see that every time he's delivering you, he's inter intervening in your life, he's breaking you through, he's doing things that will make you draw closer and closer unto me. He's giving you, he, that is how he's beautifying your life. In fact, if you read the Bible very carefully, you'll find out that 
one of the places that God also talks about the fact that he has pleasure for his people in the prosperity of the saint. Are you here? That's with salvation. He takes pleasure in doing things for you. In because you are his advertising board. He, God is a beautician. Is it not there? Please. No, no, no. Let's look at it. Is it there or it's not there? Brother, go, go back to my scripture. He will beautify the meek. Just watch it. God is a beautician. He will beautify, put your name there, Francis. With what? Our own time, there is foundation, there is um, concealer. Concealer is for like the way they fill portals. Uh, concealer, there's uh, what? Primer. Yeah, it's like when they are painting, they, they prime the wall and then they paint so that the thing will be smooth and nice. But the truth of the matter is that the wall, no, eh, basa basa. So there's a primer there, there is the pons there, there is all matter, all manner of dust. Then there's mascara, there is all manner, even people who do not have hair here are able to create hair. You would think that God gave them hair, but there's no hair. So sometimes you are there, you see that the person came in the morning with hair. But by afternoon or evening, there is no hair. It's powerful. God is a beautician. That is why he beautifies the lives of the people who have become the object of his word. Pleasure. With what? Salvation. With provision. With testimonies. With deliverances. With, with powerful things that only he, God, can do. And you will find out that with a beautician, the skill of the beautician is not appreciated until the object is on ground. I'm saying that if you go and learn how to make up people, we don't know what you can do and how good you are until we give you something that looks like, you know, and you are able to transform that caricature of a thing to a desirable object where people can desire that Ooh, this is it this is beautiful I'm saying that the object is an advertising board for the manifestation of the goodness and the greatness of God the, this, the, you see that somebody who is a beautician, the pleasure is, they say, there's a wedding, let's go and do. There's an occasion, let's go and do. That's why God is most glorified when we are satisfied in him. That's why when things are done for us, he feels very glorified. 
So let's go and do, let's go and do makeup. You see that? Somebody can be sick, you just wake up. He's no longer sick. Because making up people gives the person what? Pleasure. Where did we mean I'm here, yeah? We mean I'm here, yeah? We mean I'm here, yeah? We mean I'm Are you here at all? Yeah, we mean I'm here, yeah? We mean I'm here, yeah? We mean I'm here. It just gives the person pleasure. When you are an object of God's pleasure, he's, he's very happy to beautify your life with things, with marriage, with children, with a good job, good salary, long life. Are you here? With, with children that are not born for misfortune, but children that are born unto greatness. God is up, and you see that some people, when they cut your hair, maybe it's your barber or it's your beautician, they finish, they say, they, he takes a picture and they puts it on the status. You know what so? Yes, but by the side, the picture is from the side. This is what I did. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. But here we know that even though God in his realm is willing and able to do all these things, he's saying that he doesn't do it for every one of his children. He shows mercies to all. But when it comes to beautifying people, he looks out for the meek. He looks out for what? Our second child asked me a question. He said, Daddy, who is a meek person? I said, that is somebody who is humble. Someone who is obedient. Are you here? That God is looking for people who are meek. I'm going to make a statement from the next verse. I'm, I'm showing you why some people cannot give God a meaningful praise. And why some people, you know, relinquish the honor that has been secured for them in Christ. I'm just showing you that and then we can close. The reason why you are honorable in Christ and sometimes you operate as a dishonored personality is and your life is not beautiful. And there are many people in church whose lives are not beautiful. You wear nice, expensive dresses, but it's not nice. It's still not nice. You are still not beautiful. You are using the best of the best. Even the perfume you are using, you're supposed to smell very well. But somewhere, somehow, it doesn't come out. Your life is not beautiful because you, and you see, and when God is making you a, the standard picture he's looking at is himself. That's what the Bible talks about. We're beholding him as in a glass. We watch and we are changed Onto the same image. Are you here at all? So God is making you to fit his own image. And you don't resemble Christ until you are humble. That, that is why practically 
you will see that it doesn't matter how good a beautician is. If he is supposed to make you up and you are always turning your head here and there, you are not following the instruction, sit still, then you are turning, you are picking calls, blah, blah, blah. You, you got an attitude, you find out that it doesn't matter how that beautician is very good, your mouth will become some way. By all means, something will go wrong somewhere. Because you need to be meek, you need to be humble to sit and hand over your life to a beautician for whatever they do to come out well. So you see that without humility, even though God wishes and has the pleasure to beautify you, you yourself, that honor, where God is supposed to be your beautician, you miss it. May you never miss it. I said you will never miss it in Jesus' name. Now, what's the connection of this? Look at verse number 5. In verse number 5, it said that, let the saints be joyful in glory. So once God beautifies you, you assume his image, and then that, the, you see, the image of God represents the glory of God. There are two things we're dealing with. We're dealing with the image he made man after his own image and what his what like likeness is nature image is presence appearance the, the glorious the glorious view of god is his image the likeness is the nature that we have become partakers of his divine nature that one is inside but the glory there is what we see you see that the light god god is light lives in light. So, when we are talking about the glory, we are talking about, that's why as you become, you come closer and closer, because you see that, even your bone structure is changing. Yeah. You see that you are becoming very beautiful. Very fresh. Because the more you stay in his presence, as a humble Believer, you see that his glory begins to change your uselessness, your ugliness. And all of a sudden, you see that you are glowing. All of a sudden, you see that you are shining. You are brightening. You see that this time around, you know, they will be stealing glimpses. Yes. The glory. Receive the glory in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm seeing this thing. Pa. Yes. Now you have become people's prayer point. But as they are coming, know that you should accept them. You that was looking for acceptance before. Now, people are praying that you should accept them. It only has to be the glory of God. So he beautifies you into his glory. Now, when God has, and I said he beautifies you with what? Provisions. When God has beautified you into his glory, he's expecting you to still maintain your meekness. That makes you have joy 
towards him for him. In that glory. That you don't begin to. As a matter of the beauty and the glory you have. Begin to abandon your joy. And uh, this kind of admiration. You know, this kind of appreciation. This kind of, you see, when the glory comes, he doesn't want to. Some of you, you see that they are standing in the mirror looking at themselves. Sir, no. When God glorifies, he wants you to show up in town. And go and show prospective client that there is a beautician I have. And but look at me. I mean, there's a way that you appear and they don't even know it is you. Until your arrogance make, and you see that you yourself cannot make yourself up like that. So until your arrogance begins to make the beautifier separate from you or you separate from the beautifier because of your arrogance, you find out that when the thing starts wearing out, you don't have what it takes to patch them up to get that same level of beauty again. I'm preaching something here. So you see that one of the things that grows in the spirit is glory. In dimension, this is that we move from glory to what? God expects that as he's beautifying you with salvation, you'll be moving from one level of glory to another level of what? Glory, beauty. And it takes humility to allow yourself to be carried to the next level of glory. Or else your pride will send you into the pit. And how does that happen? Be joyful in glory. When he gives you that car, still be humble to know that God is the source of your glory. That's the meekness he's talking about. There, that as for the, the beauty will give you in salvation, but be meek. So you see that your praising and appreciation of God's input in your life, bringing you where you are brought in, you have been brought in, you find out that if you are not careful and conscious and deliberate, the more you are going, the more you are forgetting about the God factor. That's why he told them in Deuteronomy. He says that, be careful that when you go to the promised land, when you have eaten and you are full, you will not forget about me. So remember that I am the Lord. That gives you the power to make wealth. Are you here at all? Hey, you see that now that when you do things, things do happen. You don't even have time to think about saying thank you to Jesus. Oh, you don't have joy again. All you have is happiness. Based on happiness. Yeah, people make you happy. Things make you happy. Car makes you happy. But you really have lost the element of your spirituality, which is joy in the presence of God. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, even in glory, you see that you're able to put there. 
there is oh my god i feel like teaching this thing in book the glory of god there is the storehouse for god's artifacts god's product the glory. when you say the glory of god we are talking about god's safe where, like in the bank, is called the what? The vault. It's, that's where we keep the gold. That's where we keep the silver. That's where we keep it. It's the treasure room of God. And whatever glory you are open to, when that treasure is open, a substance comes out. Are you here? And that substance will give you a particular weight. That's why one of the meanings of glory is called weight. Is what? Well, you see that when God beautifies you and gives you, you see that it changes your level. You see that your status has changed. You see that the gift or the, 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 the opportunity has given you some weight. You see that you were single now, he's made you a husband or a wife or a mother or something. You see that you see that you that used to feel a paper and they say marital status, you used to take single, single, single. Now, no, you are taking what it gives you that weight. When people have this weight, they have a way of losing their joy, and the implication. Of you losing your joy in the moment of glory is that you are not humble. See, you are not meek. That's a definition of somebody who is arrogant. The person who easily forgets that I am here because someone brought me here. But it's not like I am here because I am here. Who is here because he's here? <laughs> you are not here because you are here. You are here because... <laughs> something brought you here. Someone brought you. Look, if you read the Bible and very carefully, you find out that he says that, and from Egypt to the promised land, he suffered, when they were small, he suffered no man to do them harm. And there was none amongst them that was weak. Even the souls of the Asanders, God did not permit for it to depreciate, to wear off. That's it. You are not here wearing sandals and not having chuki chuki under your feet because the leather you use, you know, is powerful. No. The, the, the point is that the element of depreciation was made zero from the equation. There couldn't be wear and tear. The same way that fire was on the leaf. In Exodus chapter 3, that, but it was not getting bent because God has suspended time from giving scientific adaptation for this temperature to go. I'm saying something here right now. That you are not here because you are here. You are here because you were brought here. And since you don't know how you got here, you have to maintain your meekness. And one way of maintaining your meekness is, is being crazy about this God who has brought some little glory. You see, whichever glory you are seeing, eh, it is not even the beginning of the glory. This is just the the stubborn smell eh, that came out of the bottom. 
That's what you are seeing. It's not even the experimental smell. It has nothing to do with what God even intends to do. This one is the is the one that we we are planned to waste. You see, if you travel to the Western world and they make cars, they make a certain number they want to waste to test the durability of the various parts of the car. It's not part of the production. It's for wastage. Yeah, I'm just saying that whatever you are encountering now is not part of the plan. You have not even entered the zone where the real, where you are, no, it's where they crash cars for accident. It's, you have not entered the real place where they customize and make the cars and go and display for people to come and you have no, you are nowhere near that place. Whatever you are seeing there is you are like some monkey bee somewhere. You have God has not brought you to human level based on his equation. You, you have not, you, you see, when we start counting, if you, are, you understand something called number line, number line, the zero is in the middle of that number line, there's negative on the left. And positive on the word. I'm saying that we have not started counting. Even though we are counting negative nine, negative eight, negative seven. We have really not started counting. The counting that counts. We have not started counting. We are still in the negatives coming. We have not gotten to zero arena to begin to count one. And no, now I won't say so if you understand that the latter glory shall be greater than the former, the little that you are seeing now eh, is just an invitation to justify your inclusion. You can't let this one enter your head. Are you here? No, no, no. You know, now that we are married, you know, things have changed. Stop it. Do what? Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Sometimes you don't say it with your mouth, but there's a way you say it without saying it. Just stop. Because what your mouth says, but normally that is more important to God than what your heart you see that your mouth will be saying nice, nice things because you're a politician. But God has seen that your heart, you know, saying that you, you know how hard we work. How you are, you, you, I'm saying that we have not started counting. Whatever you are seeing is perishable. Are you here? That's why he says that be joyful in glory. Be joyful in what? Why? Because we have not even discovered yet what God really, truly wants to do in your life. So this place is just like a test for whether you have the capacity of meekness to handle eternal beauty of glory in your life. 
That's why you see that you get a car, no why you're refian, sorry. You get a job, no why you're refian, sorry. I say it's like we don't know because you see this thing is heavy, is what? Heavy. It's heavy. So, in glory, you have to be joyful. You have to be what? That, that, that means that you have to be all over God. You have to be what? <laughs> Addicted about God. You, are, you admire God beyond comprehension. Like the, the, the singer sang that you are beautiful beyond what? Description. That I, when you, you have a sense about God, you don't know how to do yourself again. You lose yourself for God. Are you here at all? You, you, when, you, when your mind, you, like that email song, when I think about his goodness, do you understand? <laughs> and it's what? Faithfulness. I, be, I begin to become some way about hi. God is too much. That is being joyful in glory. You are not the picture. He is the picture you want to project. John the Baptist said that let any time is me and God, let me decrease. Let me not come in the picture. Let me decrease so that he will what? Increase. But the truth of the matter is that you can't make God bigger than he is. But you can block the view of people from seeing God because you have put yourself there instead of living the way. Are you here at all? <laughs> Giving way for people to see that it is not you. It has nothing to do with you. Your father is foolish. Your mother is stupid. Your penny is useless. Where you come from is not on the map. God just took you from a location that doesn't have a name. And brought you to, to town and made you relevant small. You want to say you are bigger than life. It cannot be. That's why you can't praise God. You, you are a joker. <laughs> Ask somebody, well, who do you think you are? And who do you think you are? Ask them, are you meek? Are you joyful? In glory. Sometimes your glory is in your down moment. Yes. Joseph's glory is in shame with Mrs. Potiphar. His glory is in prison with the prisoners. That's the channel of his glory, you know. It's full of vicissitudes. It's in the pathway of what human beings call as trouble. But as far as God is concerned, Eh? 
So sometimes what you are defining as trouble, adversity, is actually a channel of glory <laughs> for, for you. So that is why even in what you call as down moment, your joy must still be on ground. And, and it is that meekness that makes you to sometimes ask God a question. And still come back to the same place that, okay, I'm not going to have answer. Because he's not answerable to me. But whether he answers, he doesn't answer. I have made up my mind that <laughs> I am not here because I am here. <laughs> I am here because I was brought here. Yes, and the person who brought me here is, is more responsible than my existence. That he can't bring me here. God's project cannot break down in the middle. And you are God's project. The Bible says that he that has begun a good work, he must bring it to a perfect ending. Well, how want to do? Well, what you enjoy to do? And it just don't be anxious for anything. Because why are you anxious? Who is the project manager? Who is the owner of the project? Why are, you, why are you anxious about your childbirth? Why are you anxious about your business? Why are you... Why? Why? Why can't you sleep? What arrogance is that? That, that? You are thinking as if you are getting some solution. Do you know what is the meaning? Do you even know solution? Do you know how a solution even starts? Do you know who even makes what people call solution work? What arrogance. As if you can do something. And you can't do anything. And you are putting yourself as if God is thinking. You two, you are thinking. It's like, we are thinking. What kind of lifestyle is that? That's the arrogance. that You are not able to sleep. That's why Jesus is sleeping in the boat. Because on earth, you know, he doesn't take care of himself. That, that is meekness. Why, why are you awake? Thinking. You have done, uh, you have lost your sleep. Because your pride, pride and proudful mind is telling you that you too, you can do something. For yourself, what can you do? Like, what can you do? There's nothing you can do. Are you here at all? Oh, I'm telling you, if the plane must fall, it will fall. The pilot cannot do anything. If he says it's coming down, it's coming down. <laughs> nothing you can do. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, be humble. With Prayer and supplication. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's, it's a prince. It's, it's part of that arena. But the real deal is not the prayer. The real deal is that I'm thanking the supreme being. Who doesn't even need my prayer? Because he already knows the problem before the problem became a problem. Are you here at all? I'm thanking him regardless of the channel I'm passing through. 
though I walk through the valley of the he created the darkness. You know, you are walking through shadow, not even the object, a shadow of death. You are afraid of death that he defeated himself. And he says, You have overcome because of the work he had. What? Like, what arrogance? You are arrogant. You need to be meek, humble, joyful in glory. Joyful in what? Yes. I know the pain is there, but be thanking him. It's called thanksgiving. That is, when thanks go, giving comes. Thanks go to God, it provokes his word, giving. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a button. It just, it, this is how God works. So, you don't, I don't come to church with my emotions. I come to church with my faith. My faith connects me to the mind of God. But my emotions are not correct. No emotion is intelligent. I don't have to say, be joyful. Be joyful in what? In glory. And if you are joyful in glory, say, let them sing aloud upon their beds. Not be crying. Upon your bed as if you now take care of yourself. You are so depressed on your bed that even when you study the makeup, you, we can see that you have cried be, be, behind the makeup. No? There is still a gully that has been made. Yeah. It's, it's like, what but we know about, we can see that in your eye. No? It's like, which she we are now about, sorry. Some people, when they see their bed, they see sorrow. This is where I cry. <laughs> This is where I sorrow. This is where the, this is where God is not God. This is where me meets me. <laughs> this is where this is where I come to settle my matter with myself. Settle what with what? One times one is one. One times one will always be if it is you and you. There is no addition. Are you here at all? It is when God acts, he, 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 God is one. It's when God stands by your side. You zero. You are nothing. It's when God stands by your side that you assume value. You become ten. God stands by your side like this. Let the crowd be. God stands here with your zero. You have become ten. You, you, you will have no wholeness. You have no value until God is on your side. So on your bed, he says that just be sinking aloud upon your bed. Not crying aloud. Singing aloud. I think I need to continue the message. Because the thing is just coming out. Sing aloud upon your bed. So you're on your bed and say, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. You are singing any song you can sing to thank God, praise God. Yes. Here you are walking. You walk to lie on your bed to cry. Someone has been lying on bed with no spine function. 
is thanking God. You walked with your two legs with sensation in it to go and cry on a bed that has seized somebody for life. And the person still has a reason to thank God. You have been able to walk on a bed to cry. Abba! In a season of thanksgiving. Nah, it cannot be now. Nah. That's arrogance at work. That's not seeing God in the matter. Are you here at all? Yeah, I'm not saying crying is bad. So that maybe you will cry to clean your head. But don't lose sight on Christ. Because some people, they cry. They, they, don't, they can't see again. You see that? When you're dying, you call them and say, who is there? When they cry, no, has confused their vision. So don't, don't do that. He said, because the boy broke your heart. The boy didn't take your heart. He just broke. Didn't take the heart. He just, you understand? Do you understand it? Are you sure you understand it? The hole he created in the heart. That's how God will bring somebody. The person will be the size of that hole. Will come and fill that hole. You see that? You are loving again. <laughs> yes. Look, look at the next verse so that we can close. It said, let the high praises of God be in their what? This is where your praises start giving you power. Your thanksgiving start giving you what? Let the high... He didn't even say let the praises of. He said let the high... Because he said on your bed, you'll be singing what? Allah. I, I, she said, well, I, I didn't die. He didn't allow me to die. Hey. I was studying about the significance of shouting in praise. I saw some things. I said, Kai, everybody needs volume. Everybody needs what? Yes. Let the high praise, let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Let it be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. That is to say that the person who allows the praise of God in their mouth is the person that receives the sword in their hand. I'm saying that if you can allow the praise in your mouth, your hand will collect the sword. The reason why there is no weapon of power in your life is because there is no praise in your mouth. The Bible says that out of the mouth of sucklings, he has ordained praise. You look at the root meaning of that praise. It says he has ordained power, strength. Are you here at all? I'm saying that whenever there is high praise in your mouth, the high praise in your mouth secures swords for your hand. He teaches my hands for warfare, my fingers for battle, but your hand is empty. What gives you weapon? It's not your tongues. What gives you weapon in your hand? 
It's your high praise. <laughs> it's your what? Come on now. It's your what? And it's not just a sword. It's a double-edged sword. It's what? It's a, the high praise will give you a double-edged sword. That double-edged sword means that this side cuts, that side cuts. Do, do you understand? He says that anybody who is a constant praiser can never have their hands empty with sharp divine weapons. So, double-edged means that whereas one side is saying, God, you are great. <laughs> God, you are powerful. That's one side. One side. Say one side. Father, I thank you. Father, you are great. You are too much. You are the foundation of my life. There is no me without you. I am useless without your value in my life. I am here because you are here. And because you are here, that's why I am here. I live because you live. Are you here at all? You are just telling the Lord, even in this matter, where I call negative, it is too powerful in your eyes because you are the positive. You are the cross. You are the life. You are the, you are the life. Wait, you begin to thank him. Let's put the matter aside. Let me just see you. You are beautiful beyond description. When I hear your name, my heart moves me, the blood in me. It changes from blood to spirit. I'm just thanking you with the angels. So you are too much. That's one side of the sword. It's praising God. And look at the other one. Look at the next place here. Two edges sword. <laughs> no, no, no. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. So people say, yes, 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 yes. And a double-edged, a, a two-edged sword in their hand, in your hand. Next verse. Is this the next verse? To execute vengeance upon the hidden. That's a, as you are thanking God with one side. The same sword, though. You see, the sword cannot execute vengeance on the hidden until that side that must face God is working effectively in praise. If he's working effectively in praise, you see, when you say, God, I thank you, because we are man, he is God. You are swinging. Thank you. But to say another thank you, you know, this hand cannot go more than it is. So it has to come back and swing again. As you are saying, thank you, God. You know, coming back, you no, know, die. Are you here? <laughs> thank you, God, which scatter. I'm saying that the swing that turns God, you know, when he's coming back, he's giving vengeance on the other side. The more you are thanking God, the more you are butchering. The more fire. Sometimes you shout too much fire. Instead of shouting, praise the Lord. You shout too much fire. You must be shouting, praise the Lord. Sister, when you breathe in, you must breathe out. Are you here at all? <laughs> when you say, thank you, Father. To say another one, 
you must come back to state of wherever you started from. That coming back, no? That, that praise you send to God, the result of it coming, you see, that smoke, the smoke of the praise, you know, and that you send to God, that God enjoys a sweet smelling incense. It is the same smoke. When God breathes and say, my daughter, that byproduct from God is what would choke the enemy and kill that enemy. If you have understanding, eh, when you are doing your praise in your room, LP Robert was saying, he said, sometime in the evening, when he's misbehaving like that, the wife doesn't understand. Yes. Because, you see, praise makes the superior being act in a way that you don't even understand. I'm telling you. The girl went to dance. The king became so emotionally hyper that he said, even to half of the kingdom, I'll get how do you give half of kingdom to small girl? Because of dancing. Now, who wants to clear you? You don't need, to, you just have to go and thank God. He will clear whatever wants to clear you. I'm saying that you cannot bow before God. And be disgraced before men. It's not possible. It's, it's no way they said. It's not possible. You can't praise God and be punished by men. As you are praising God, God must be punishing fibroid. Cancer will be punished. Are you here at all? Father, I thank you that you are inside me. Thank you. You don't even mention the cancer. I thank you that you are inside me. Imagine God's leg entered inside you. Because you praise him. And he, he, because he can be there and he's just there. But you praise me, he just activated. As he shook himself now, it's like the double edges or like the surgeon's knife. Shoo. Class all the cancer, all the fibroids. Class, whatever devil is trying to, he will just put the foot. When God put his foot on a cancer inside you, it is a cancer that will be begging a beg. Let me go. Let me go. Are you here? Is God talking to somebody? That's why you need this humility to bring yourself to that level where you say, let me leave this thing now. Let me just be praising God. Are you here? <laughs> I'm feeling this thing. He said that there will be punishment. Look at the next verse. We have two more verses. Just, just go. Eight. To bind the accuser. They're binding, no? <laughs> the binding. You see, when you are praying and you are doing your hand like that. That one, yeah, you are just practicing your faith. But the real thing that binds is God. Okay, who binds? Because human being doesn't have the capacity to tie a spirit. It is spirit that ties spirit. And it's God's spirit that is superior to Satan's spirit. So without the Holy Ghost in you, you don't have the capacity 
to subject demons. That's why he said that we went in your name. Luke chapter 10. And evil spirits were subject unto us, subjected unto us. So it is when you praise God and his spirit arises, demons in your space. In your space. They don't run. I'm showing you a scripture there. Look at the scripture. He said, it's binding kings and they are nobles with fetters of iron. That's why it is praise that makes people of substance in high places, authority figures. They come under the, under the submission. I mean, I don't have a word in book. Under the desire of non-entities. I mean, a king goes out there to perform the dictates of subjects because something is compelling the king to do. Are you here at all? Yeah, that's, that's what happens. I'm saying the reason why there is no mighty person in your life is that you are not humble enough to be praising God because your problem no, makes you arrogant. When you hear people praying, I give you a tomato. God, do this to prove that you are God. Wow, look. Wow, look. And then I may prove And ancient of this, as old as you are, he has never changed. And then I may prove because of your boss. But prove no wonder that. It's too much. So you look at that. I wanted to show you something in the verse 9. It says that to execute upon them judgment, the judgment written. You see, demons, sickness, and all of that, eh? How it should be with them. It's a judgment written by his stripes. We are here. It's a judgment written. You partake of the communion. You have life indeed. Evil life cannot stay. It's a judgment written. Are you here at all? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is the heritage of itself. It's a judgment written. That Satan is under your dominion. It's a judgment what? Written. You can't enforce that judgment until the enforcer himself is actively with you. That is why when you lose your praise, you lose your fruitfulness. He says that the ground is withered because praise is withered. There cannot be fruitfulness in any area of your life when your joy finishes. You have disconnected. You see that you are becoming harder and harder. Harder and harder. You know? I was learning today about the power of a dance. I study many things. Don't bring your foolishness on me. I have important things to read in the Bible. The power of royal dance. Yes. That's why in the scripture, look at verse 2 or verse 3. Verse 2 or 3. Let's see. You see that with the judgment, it said, let Israel rejoice in him that made them. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Three. Watch. 
What I know you have not seen this. Let them praise his name in the dance. He didn't say with a dance because so one of the ways we praise, we clap, we sing, we dance. So we praise him with what? With a dance. We praise him with what? That's doing the activity of a dance. It's one of the channels of what? Expressing what is in your heart for God in terms of praise. But this time around, he's not saying, let us praise him with a dance. He's saying, let us now praise him in the dance. In the dance. So we have come to church, we are singing praises. You are praising God with a dance. With a dance. You are dancing, you are dancing. But at what point in time does God say that you made this particular move? Because something just touched your heart that God has been too much. So you see that the dancing, there's a move you made that this one is, is in the dance. Which part of the dance is the one that, that you were provoking to praise God? That's what I want to know. So inside the Shankuno, there are some other moves. <laughs> you may say inside the dance, you know. This one there is not a normal praise. This one there, right? Me too much direct. That's why you see that some people be dancing, the thing will move to another level. Which one of the praises did you do in that dance for Christ? It's too much. And, and let me tell you something. <laughs> I've come to preach, Pa. Look, <laughs> some of you think it is cool that you don't know how to dance. There's no problem. But when it comes to God, eh, you should know how to dance. If for nothing at all, <laughs> if for nothing at all, I'm saying something now, that to maintain your royal status with the Lord, you must know how to dance. I'm saying that <laughs> people don't know what I'm saying. No. I'm saying that part of the preparation for the installment of a king is the tutorials for a dance that pleases the oracles. That's why the Ashanti king there are people there to teach him from childhood how to and the dance it communicates to the spirit it's also an expression of his territorial power it's an expression that he owns the land he has the people the dance i'm saying that you cannot be a proper king and you don't know how to dance to the spirit it's not possible you will lose your royalty 
because you don't know that they carried you in a palanquin and you didn't die. You mad? That the 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 attentaband, the phantom from and the fritua and the thing there, they are playing there, no? The keteno, the dance. You will not only will you lose your royalness, but you cannot move in proper power. Have you seen any oracle that doesn't know how to dance to the spirit before? You may not know how to dance. That's why most of them, they don't know how to dance in the house. But when, when the spirit comes upon them, they know how to adjust to this. Are you here at all? That's why it takes the meekness because some of you, you are still holding yourself like that. Like that. Even when the spirit comes upon you, you are still holding yourself. I'm like this. I don't move. I don't move. I refuse to move. I refuse. You see that? I don't know. I'm not moving. You are like a light pole. That thing is too much. Are you here at all? Yes. Something must, something must change. That is the honor of a, of a saint. That there are things we can plug into that unbelievers cannot plug into. Are you here at all? We can plug into this spiritual taps and platforms and, and windows that we have that unbelievers don't have this opportunity but we can ah! I don't know who's going to lead us to dance so. oh, you have to dance please be on your feet <laughs> you gotta dance Wait, that dance you have been dancing on, which one ah, which one move did you do that God said, Give this one is for me. In the dance, praising him inside the dance. You're already praising him with a dance, but in the dance, you know. Last Sunday, I saw that Achille came here and was just. That thing was to twin her. She was making some moves that she didn't even know where those moves were. Inside the, her body already. I'm sure when she went home, she was looking at the video. Said, was that me? You were telling her, Abby? She said, that is praising in the dance. That's what David did. He was dancing beyond his brain. He couldn't explain the moves he made. Because his heart was really humble and ready to what? That's what he said, who am I? What is my house? She said, who am I? What is my house? That God should bring me. The... No, I will dance now. Gift you are too. You are too. I don't like you. Are... Ah. You are too simple. You are too simple. You are too, you are too, you are too calm. You can't be calm when it comes to God. Look, there is nobody who has an addiction for something and, and they become calm. When that thing is in that environment, ah, one lady was in this church, she used to smoke weed before this church came. She said she would be sleeping. She would smell the weed from far. She doesn't know where they are smoking the weed. 
in this area, she, the lady was in charge of weed smoking. She said she would use her nose. She was sleeping the nose, pick the weed. Using the nose. We'll be sensing the direction of the smoke. Oh, he said he can go 100 meters, 200 meters. So he go and meet them smoking there. I said, you people are smoking, but give me the peace. That is how, if you inside sleep. Because he has addiction for we. The sensor can come alive and trace the path of the smoke. Go and meet the people smoking there. 2 a.m. They are smoking. He said, Give me, give me, give me, give me. Are you, are you sure you are addicted? Are you sure you are addicted to the Lord? Where is your addiction? Who is your addiction? What is your addiction? Huh. You have to have some. It's not only today. But every time there must be. One dance like that. As you are doing, is going, 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 going. Hey, that's one that you are giving me dance like this. What is happening, my son? Praising God. Are you here at all? Clapping your hand. Today I was studying instrument of praise. I've done plenty studies today. And I came to one key instrument. It was part of the collection of the instrument God says we should praise him with. But you might never see because it is the last verse. He said, praise me with this, praise me with that, praise me with that. Shone, it says that now, everything that has breath, it just added the breath you know, to the instrument. I told you that don't bring your nonsense to me. I have too many things to study from the word of God, to hear the voice of God. Don't, don't confuse me. Are you here at all? Look, we are going to this message. When you go listen to it again, praise the Lord. Come on, clap it one more time. Which which part of the clap did you do as a sign of praise to God? Too powerful. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.